Well, tonight, as you can tell, we've had several segments of this service. I understand what uh, Christmas Eve service is. I've been at this going on 50 years now, 49. I understand it's about Jesus Christ. It's his birth. But there's nothing like seeing the glee in the eye of a child. Because children love Christmas. How many believe that? How many of you by raised hand still have a little bit of kid in you? May I see your hand? That's right. You like it too. I started getting notification this morning a little before 9 o'clock of the tragedy that happened in our community this morning. Individual well-known lawyer here in Lakeland, John Shannon. John had two daughters that was him with him in his twin-engine plane in Bartow this morning. And 7.15, endeavored to take off. He had Victoria. He had Olivia. Victoria, or Olivia as a student, was a student at Southeastern University. Victoria, of course, and her husband, Peter, he was uh, uh, in law. They just got into Lakeland yesterday, and also Christina Clayton, who's a teacher at Jewett Academy. All of them perished in a matter of minutes this morning. As that Cessna aircraft lifted off at Bartow and then just down in a fiery crash. It ripped through this community, Grady Judd and communicated and others around the community, Neil Cumbie, and before nine as I began to, what can we do? What can you do? God, have mercy. How does a family recover from that? Do you ever recover from that? Why on Christmas Eve? All those questions. It really brings the big picture of God into focus. And so we offer prayer for the Shannon family tonight. And we offer prayer for the Worthington family and all of those others who are related and who are part of their family. The next several days will be tough. So before I get into the message, I'm asking you to pause for just a moment. Heavenly Father, this is heavy in our community. It's heavy for all the friends and the passel of attorneys throughout Lakeland and major leaders. We know the circumstances doesn't have a particular face or a particular educational mark or financial mark or professional mark. Circumstances like this hit us all. We'd be remiss if we didn't pause for a moment and say, Father, the Jesus that was born, who was crucified and rose from the dead, is also the peacemaker. The Holy Spirit, which came and acts, is the comforter. The power of God's presence is not a figment of our imagination. It's very real. We pray in the name of Jesus now. You would comfort those families and we intercede for them as a church. We intercede and say, God, may your grace and your mercy guide them. When the survivors don't know which way to turn and when the empty places are there, may in some way or another the power of the Holy Spirit be real. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Christmas is an unusual time of year. We read the Christmas story. Here it is. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. The Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. And when he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. It was a tough life, this man that we call Joseph. We know that Syrian governor decided in the Romans, we're going to do taxes. Everybody's going to have to come. Doesn't matter whether you have days off, whether you have sick days, whether or not you want to come or not. Joseph, you and your family, you're going to have to come. Ephraim, his cousin, went to him and said, Joseph, are you going? I know that Mary is pregnant, but are you planning to go? And Joseph said, why should I go? It's not taxes. It's just they continue to raise the taxes, and it'll always be that way. I'm getting tired of paying taxes. I'm getting tired of having to leave my job. I'm a poor man. And now the lady that I am betrothed to, she has a baby. Ephraim, do you know how many nights she comes home crying because when she's at the well where the other women are, they shun her? Do you know how many times she's heard her name called and slighted? Because they found out, wow, she's pregnant. And this tax thing, I'm not excited about that at all. If you said, but Joseph, it's important. The Romans will come and take your tools. Can you imagine trying to do your work without any tools? You have to go. You can leave Mary behind. She doesn't have to go. It doesn't say the women have to go. It just said the head of the household has to go. Are you going? Joseph reluctantly said, I don't understand it. I do not want to, but I will go. What are you going to do with Mary? Stay with her mother? No. She doesn't want to stay with her mother because her aunt is close to her mother. Her aunt is close to her mother, and her aunt has led the way, making sneer remarks and snide remarks about Mary. Ephraim, she's come home so many nights torn. And the only thing that she knows is that out of nowhere, she received favor from God. But carrying that favor and fulfilling what God said to her is an unbelievable task. So she's going to have to go with me. Some way or another, we'll make it. To go from Bethlehem to Nazareth is a 90-mile journey, as we would understand mileage. If you were to go from here to Ocala, it would be about that distance. But remember, it's hill country. It's rough. It's stony. It's rocky. Mary, how are we going to get there? Take our donkey. Well, do you know how bony a donkey's back is? It's bony. Get all your blankets. Do your best. How long will it take us, Joseph? I don't know, Mary. Donkeys are mighty stubborn. And I'm sure at times you're going to get tired and weary could take six, seven days, maybe five at best. We have to start our journey from Bethlehem down to Nazareth, the house of David. They started on the journey. Cool nights, windy out in that Judean desert. 
going around here and around there, trying to make their way down. Mary is ready to deliver. Her feet began to swell. Her back began to hurt. She wept many times trying to hold it back. How do you cave to human emotion when you know that you've been spoken to by a supernatural force, by God, that says, Mary, you're a blessed woman. When I pause and I think about the complaining that I may have done this Christmas season, how hard it was to get in my car and go to the mall and get caught in the traffic, or how difficult it was to stand in a line somewhere, how to go online and try to make some kind of a purchase, purchase and it seems to never work lickety-split like it should. And I think about all of my aggravation and all the things that went through it. I cannot imagine what it must have been like for this young teenage woman and Joseph to continue to stay committed to one task, be obedient to God. Just one task. First night, second night, Joseph's trying to protect her from the wild and the cool. By this time, some of you ladies that have born children, you understand what she must have been going through. There's no, okay, what would you like for dinner tonight? It's the same old thing. Third night, same thing. Fourth night, fifth night, round dusk, they arrive. Problem is that they're not alone. They've now gone some 80 to 90 miles. House and lineage of David, Nazareth. There's Joseph people. And they get there and they notice that there are no parking spaces. All the donkeys have the stables. There are no rooms. There is no Motel 6. There are no tents. There are no campers. There are no pallets. It wasn't cool to camp out back then. It was automatic. He goes house to house. Here's a frantic young man with a wife that really now is complaining. By now, you ladies know the story of what she's feeling. The day has arrived. The pressure, the pain. But not one complaint will you hear out of her. Joseph is taking the lead. Is there any place? To the innkeeper, what shall I do? Do you have any room at all? We'll take a corner in there where it's warm. Have you gone down to the house on the end? Maybe they have a few rooms. I did that an hour ago. There's nobody that has any space. Mary screams in pain. Time is here. He said, how about this table in the back? Where all the animals are stinking dirty bacteria infested it is a stable for animals but in her womb is the person that has the power to change your life it's christmas but it took a lot of sacrifice to get us here. Two o'clock or so in the morning, 
Mary now is moaning, crying more loudly. Joseph goes to the innkeeper, knocks on the door. What in the world do you want, man? Did you find a place out there somewhere? I need a midwife. Where is there one? Three doors down. You can find old Martha. She's down there. She's a little frail. She's been around a while, but she knows what to do. Joseph listens, and he hears Mary cry out. He said, sir, I can't leave my wife. Would you go? I don't want to go. Reach and called his son Jonathan and said, Jonathan, you go. Run down and get Martha. 20 minutes later, Martha, arthritic condition comes. She immediately puts Joseph to calm and says, Mary, because she's done this a long time. Joseph, build a fire, warm some water, go to the innkeeper and get some cloths. Get ready. It won't be long now. Joseph did not want to go from Bethlehem to Nazareth. But this holy book said hundreds of years before, one day, Joseph will make a journey from Bethlehem to Nazareth. This holy book prescribed and prophesied hundreds of years before that it would be born in a place uncommon to most. We call it a stable. Out of circumstances that they did not understand was born. It didn't take long for the delivery of Jesus. They wrapped him in cloths. He's crying, and that's a good sign. Joseph contemplates. Out of nowhere, he sees a head that peers around the side of the stable. There's more than one of them. They're shepherds. Joseph is confused. He's afraid. Mary is still hurting. Baby Jesus finally drifted to sleep. Can I help you, gentlemen? Yes, sir. Do you have a baby here? Yes, we do. How long has he been born? About an hour and a half. How do you know? Because we were out tending our flock. And a heavenly host came from above. Said, now unto you, born this day in the city of David, is a Savior. And he is the Savior of the world. How could it be? You can get into the menagerie of religion, or you can get into the sovereign power of what relationship means. That things like that under God, because we've all received miracles, it's mysterious, but we call it the supernatural power of God. 
of things that we don't understand, circumstances that we don't approve of. But the key to the victory and the key to the answer is to believe and trust and have faith. And so it is. Jesus was born just like it was prophesied. And tomorrow, on this Christmas Eve, we celebrate once again with full affirmation of faith. God, I'm ashamed of my complaining or my murmuring. I'm ashamed of my lack of commitment. I'm ashamed of my apathy. I am ashamed of my lack of commitment. But I sense and feel here tonight that what you say is true. That you are the Son of God. I believe. Oh, and one more thing. There's another prophecy. And he's coming back to receive you and me unto himself. I don't know about you, when I think of my blessing and I think of your blessing and our blessing, and I think of the tragedy that I talked of earlier, I am so thankful for the favor of God that is undeserved, but because he loved you and me, he gave himself. Can we in our heart of hearts Put our hands together and let him know how much we appreciate him. Wow. Don't you love him? I love him with all of, all of my heart. I pray that you'll let that sink into your heart. And I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and just repeat a little prayer right now. Would you do that? Dear Jesus, forgive me. By faith, I believe that you are the Son of God. I have nothing to offer except that which you have given me. It is my life. It is my heart. I give it back to you. I desire to take your hand and follow you. And I choose to believe that you are my Savior. I claim this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? How me feel good? You might say, where'd you get that story from? You might say, where'd you get that story from? All the characters in that story are real. You just got to do a little bit of the research and put them together. This book is on fire. Amen? All right. Everybody feel good? Now, now we're going to do what I love. We're going to sing some, some songs. You know, you know the kind that I like? How many know the kind that I like? I love jingle bells. I don't care whether you do or not. I love jingle bells, and I think, I think the kids love jingle bells. And I can tell you, at the end, in just a few minutes, aren't we? We're going to give away 
We're going to give every kid. And listen, if you're 21 years of age, you might act like a kid, but you, let me give you some yard talk. You ain't what I'm talking about. But Chick-fil-A, that is Scott Brickhouse, who owns the one here in North and South Lakeland. Scott says, hey, you're going to do that thing again over at Victory? I'm going to bless all those kids. Here are free gift cards. I want you to give them out. Pastor Jeff, Pastor Blackburn, give them out those kids. Let them know that we love them. I can tell you, I'm grateful. McDonald's is open all day tomorrow. I went through the drive-thru yesterday to tell them one thing. Hey, tell your manager that I object to you being open on Christmas Day. Make all your money all the other times, but close her up on Jesus' birthday. Amen? I'm telling you, if we don't say anything, they'll just keep doing it. And I'm saying, stand up for Jesus. Y'all ready? What, are you going to get some kids down here? Is that what we need to do? All right, let's get all the kids down here. Come on, kids, help me sing. Are, we, are you ready? Are we going to do jingle bells? Jingle bells. Come on, kiddies. Stay down there. Stay down there. Stay down there. Lightning all the way, Y'all stand up out there. Help me sing now. Here we go. Frosty the Snowman. How many know it? Oh, good. You know Frosty? All right, let's let's go. See if we know it. Here we go. Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, all right. All right, I, I see what time it is. You guys can give cards out while we sing Rudolph one more time. Can we do that? All right, everybody got it, Rudolph? Are you ready? Y'all ready? Here we go, let's say, hey, Rudolph, they're gonna give you a card. Get your card, Chick-fil-A, here we go. Everybody, God bless you. Have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks for being here.